Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. You're drinking something from uh, from Pickney Bend tonight, huh? I am. I, I I cracked into the old Apple Ambush. I didn't even know this existed until we went down there for the for the recording. It is a goddamn delight. It's a it's there it's a it's a well kept secret. Mm-hmm. It's their best kept secret. Yeah. Um, you feel ambushed by apples I, when you drink it. It's it's a, actually a surprisingly accurate name for it because it <laughs> it has like a, a very appley taste. Um, not not obnoxiously so, but like a very strong apple taste where you think, oh, well, this is like schnapps. You know, I can. I could drink this, you know, in the car, but it mm-hmm. turns out you cannot. You can, you, I mean, you can. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're in the back of the car, and after about a glass of this, you are going to be in the back of the car. Um, that is correct. Yeah. So it is. Or uh, if you're driving, you'll be in the back of someone else's car mm-hmm. pretty soon. So drink responsibly, everybody. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's yeah. I I this this would honestly be worth a trip. Uh, down to uh, down to the distillery just for just for another bottle of this guy. I thought you were going to say hospital for a second. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> Worth it for the trip to the police station. <laughs> uh, I haven't tried. I have a bottle of that that we got um, mm. a few the other day, but uh, I haven't opened it yet. So it's been a while since I've tried the mm. apple ambush. I remember it being pretty sweet. Is that right? It is. It is very desserty. It is a um. What, what is it? What is it called? Like the little liquor you drink after after dinner. Aperitif. An aperitif. It is very much an aperitif. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. You know, wake up in the morning and mix it in with my coffee or anything like that. But um, definitely you mix it in with your apple juice. Mm, maybe that's a maybe. That's a pretty strong okay. maybe, actually. Okay. You can find Apple Ambush at Pinky Ben's website, P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D.com. Go check them out. They might or might not <laughs> distribute near you. If they don't, then uh, reach out to Tara. Say, hey, Tara, come on, come on, get it together and let's do this. And uh, if you say it that way, she'll, pr- I think. I think that'll work. Yeah, I think legally she has to help you at that point if you say please. Yeah, if you say it three times yeah. in a row without her interrupting. That's the hard part because mm-hmm. she will interrupt. <laughs> but if you can get it off three times in a row without interrupting, she will have to do it legally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Tara. Welcome back to Is This a Ghost? I'm Clayton Smith, and every week I tell my real friend Patrick a real ghost story from real history, and he doesn't he doesn't take it real seriously. Not yet. No. Maybe someday. Hey. 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 hey I'm right hey. here. I'm right. I got something for you. Hold on. Okay. You ready for this? I am. Are you going to cut up the dead air, or are we going <laughs> to... What the fuck was that? <laughs> is, that are you, is that gas? What? What is this? But it's not done yet. <laughs> it was for a long time. <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh yeah, fuck. okay. <laughs> you had a birthday. You. I did, and um, and I forgot about it. <laughs> and I thought to make up for it, I would um, I would do that on the po- that makes That's up whatever it was. Yeah, that was very exciting. That's oh. a party favor. Oh, is it? Uh, okay. I couldn't yeah. see it. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's on the phone, so it's, <laughs> it's hard for all of us to see. Uh, happy birthday, man! Thank you. It was it's fine. Did you do a thing? Not really. That's cool. <laughs> they don't tell you that when you're a kid that your birthdays will become so much less exciting when you become old. Mm-hmm. They should tell you that because I think back to some of my birthdays, I would have really cranked it up a little bit mm-hmm. if I had known that it was going to be downhill for like every year is going to be a little bit less exciting. You yeah. Know? And like, and, and again, once you hit forty, they it, they kind of flip over a little bit. 
to where they're they're not a happy thing anymore. <laughs> you know, they're like <laughs> they really are a march straight downhill. So um, I got about about a month until my fortieth. So oh, I'm excited. Really? To, I'm oh. excited to find out uh, what happens at forty one. Thank you for this pep talk. This yeah, has been great. Oh yes, yeah. Like forty is the last one that um, I think generally is like an enjoyable one. I think mm-hmm. af- after that, yeah, you know, forty one definitely feels like um, twenty two. Remember twenty two? Twenty two was a fun one. Twenty. Well, tw- it was fun, but it was also the first time where you're like. This doesn't really matter anymore, does it? Yeah, but I kind of liked it because there wasn't the pressure of like turning 21. Mm, true. And it was like, now I'm just an adult who can do stuff mm-hmm. that I do all the time. <laughs> I'm going to go out drinking on my birthday, just like the day before my birthday and That's the day right. after my birthday. I liked that. Also, when I was when I turned 22, mm-hmm. I think that was two days after Millie turned 21. Yeah. And you remember how that went. <laughs> that was brief snippets <sighs> brief snippets of that month so my 22nd birthday i was just grateful to be a alive and uh <laughs> and not uh not um turning 21 again uh, and glad that millie was alive as well yeah yeah she still is too which is good yeah yeah that's great that's it's ideal it's always exciting to check in on on her um but yeah that was that was my week amy finally came back she was gone. I was why I didn't get a chance to record for like a week and mm-hmm. a half, which is why this mm-hmm. is probably being like live streamed to the podcast at this point. <laughs> it was it was all I thought for like for about thirty seconds. I was like, oh my god, I'm just gonna have to do this. Just no edits. <laughs> Posted up on Wednesday morning. I forgot we did have the one that we recorded with uh, with Jen. That, oh, uh, that everyone else okay, heard yeah. last week. So that, that's going up. One buffer. Our time tomorrow. Excellent. Thank God. <laughs> um, how was her trip? Uh, she seemed to really like it. Which is the important thing. Yeah. So, how did you how did you like the fact that she was gone for uh, a week? I am still here, as you can see by the backdrop. I am not yeah. in prison or a mental facility. So, how many of your children survived it? The vast majority. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you can hope for, really. That's <laughs> that's great. Congratulations to the whole Dean family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Gosh, anything else going on this week? <laughs> mm, no, that's what a strange week it's been. Yeah, a little bit. How was how was yours? What, what have you been up to? Um, oh, summer school started. Oh, you do summer school too? I do summer school, so I do an online class that's been going. But um, this week starts a a very special summer session that is high school students who come take a class for college credit. Oh, that sounds and I fucking awful. <laughs> I teach them. It's great. I did tell them about the podcast, so they might be listening. So. Be gentle. I don't, I don't think kids listen to Great. podcasts anymore. <laughs> uh, it's, no, it's good. I like teaching high schoolers. That's where I got my teaching start, as you may recall. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always nice to, to, teach, to teach high schools, if for no other reason than it reminds you why you like teaching college students much better. <laughs> um, but this group's actually, they're, they're really great. They're the, probably the best high school group I've had in, in a few years hmm. for this program. But it's, uh, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in the classroom, which is more days than I teach on campus in a normal semester. It's more than you teach on campus in a month in a normal semester. (laughs) That's in some months. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) So, uh, so we're getting back in that swing. So that's where I'm at. Hmm. Fair enough. How how would you rate the youth of today? Because you've you've kind of seen high schoolers at several different stages from your adult life. Like, yeah, yeah. Are, are the these are Zoomers? Is that correct? These are Zoomers. These are young Zoomers. Young Zoomers. How would you? Yeah. How would how would you rate young Zoomers? Are they? I think they're young Zoomers. Because they, there's really nothing after that yet, right? I stopped paying attention to the ones after me, so I really don't know. One of them is. I Z. think they're young Zoomers. Young Zoomers. Okay, yeah, yeah. So how would you rate them? 
Uh, I gotta be honest. I think I think we're going back up a little bit. We were going downhill yep. on a ski slope for a while, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're coming back up. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's that. only been one day with each of these two groups, but uh, so far so good. Okay. I and I'm I've also been fueled this week by the idea of uh, Elon and Zuckerberg fighting each oh other in a cage. I just mm. it's keeping me going is what it is. Knocking each other's dental implants out. I just, oh, I just it would God. make me so happy. So happy to see that, but like all things would make me so happy, it's never going to happen. So, and we talked about this. So you and you think if it does happen, it'll be like a little slap fight until someone says like, "Now, yeah." Like we we've all seen kind of those, you know, everybody has too much to to drink at a house party on a Saturday night. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's at Melissa's house. I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> and they take it out to the front yard. Brother shows up, takes off his shirt, and he's giant ripped, God. and just breaks Ben's nose. That I fo- don't know. That photo is on my fridge for a year. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, they everybody takes it outside, kind of like a play wrestling thing, and then one guy takes it a little too far, and it's not fun anymore. Um, mm. That's kind of what I see happening. They kind of like tussle and you know grab at each other a little bit, and then Zuckerberg maybe. Elbows him in the teeth, and Elon's like, nope, nope, nope. I think that's right, but I think Zuck then also doesn't let go. He doesn't. He like he's got the taste of blood. Then you know, <laughs> he's got a lot to prove after uh, after not really winning that jujitsu match. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he just go. I think he he said he tells him to lock the cage. <laughs> he just goes lock the cage. Him. Turn out the lights. Because who's gonna who's gonna stop who's gonna step in no matter what happens who's gonna step in to stop that fight really you yeah know? yeah I mean I'm sure they both have a lot of toadies but I don't think any of those toadies really want to get in the middle of that no and I think uh, on some level they're all gonna want to see it happen <laughs> so, slowly turn off the television cameras like yep <laughs> uh, oh my batteries fell out on my mic I'm so sorry hmm. um, so that's been good and then um, well of course we had the news of the um the the, the billion sub. yeah the billionaire crushing machine that's Speaking pretty exciting of billionaires yeah 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 what a what a story huh mm-hmm. yeah i read another one uh there was a a billionaire that um uh died earlier today during penis enlargement surgery which is pretty exciting <laughs> is that true I, I i i saw it on i saw it on blue on blue ski so it's gotta oh, be so true it's gotta, it's gotta, it's it's gotta be, be real i don't think i want to know the answer to this question mm-hmm. how does that surgery work I assume a shunt. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like the if it's like the leg lengthening thing. You know, where like they make you like two inches tall. You remember all, all the billionaires yeah. during COVID? Yeah, yeah. They put like titanium in your knees or something, yeah, right? They, they like break your leg and then they kind of space out and they put <sighs> titanium plates. In. I don't know if it's God. the same process. I'm hoping it's not the same process. <laughs> but honestly, it probably makes the most sense to do it that way. So you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just break titanium. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back to talk about know, the submarine, man. please? I've never felt so good to not be have money. <laughs> I feel <laughs> this is the happiest I've ever felt to be solidly middle class. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love it. Um I just I didn't know that you could take a tour of the Titanic in a sub until you texted me to tell me that you didn't know that you could take a tour of the Titanic in a sub. I guess I saw James Cameron do it, but I figured that was like a special thing with like National Geographic or whatever. I didn't think it was like a thing you could do instead of, you know, going to Turks and Caicos or whatever. But Yeah, and you could do it with uh, an Xbox controller. Sure, apparently. absolutely. I yeah. just, this story is just wild. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, is it too soon to, to make jokes about... 
Titanic related things. I, I think I, I think I sent you the, uh, the 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 five step timeline of tragedies, didn't I? Yes, you did. So, yeah. <laughs> where, <laughs> so, no, where are we on that? Stuff? We we are at step five. It actually was very funny. Um, okay, good. Yeah, we got there quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Well, anything else you want to say about that? <laughs> no, totally good. Yeah, I've said everything I need to say without legal repercussion, and I mm-hmm. am moving along. Would you like uh, to hear a ghost story? Yeah, I got time. <laughs> Did you just expel your own spirits from, mm. uh, from inside of you? One of them, but it wasn't very deep. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a ghost story for you. Awesome. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Do you want to guess a year? You're not going to guess it, but do you want to? <laughs> do you want to guess the year of all the years? Huh? Of all the years, uh, I'm going to guess 1565. Oh, boy. You couldn't. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> One of these times, I'm going to get it, and you're going to be so mad. In 1977. Mm, not even close. I mean, like, Leonard- geologically, it's pretty close. But uh, Well, yeah, sure. On the, t- on the timeline of the, the life of the universe. Mm-hmm. Quite close, actually. In 1977, Leonard Bishop, the he was a second officer of the SS Winterhaven. He was approached by one of the passengers of his ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy, it was an older, kind of soft-spoken British gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he asked Bishop if he could have a tour of the ship. Hmm. Um and Bishop, the, what, what, what kind of ship is the Winterhaven? Is it like a like a cruise it's a ship? It's just a passenger. It's, it's a steam, a, yeah. So SS says, uh, I learned, I look, I don't know about anyone else, but I have learned so much from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and because of our uh, SS Eastland disaster, our live mm-hmm. episode at C2E2, I mm-hmm. know that SS stands for steamship. Really? So this is a, a steamship mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, did I not share that in the podcast? This is why no one else learns anything from the podcast episode. <laughs> I don't share the actual facts. <laughs> Uh, I learned the best things, and none of you can have any of them. <laughs> no, yeah, SS stands for steamship. So the Winter Heaven was a steamship, as a passenger ship. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing I don't I don't know how big it was. I didn't look that up. What was its I, route? Is it like like a like a commuter ship? Was uh, it like a like sure. one of those? You know uh, was it like yes. a like a Ponce, no was it like a Ponce de Leon thing? Was it going all the way around? No, it wasn't. That. It those? was. Uh, it was a land ship, actually. It was going from uh, <laughs> from Madrid to Barcelona. It's rough but not going. The way you'd it, think. Really, it honestly is. It's rough going, but it's pulled by oxen. <laughs> they uh, so anyway. So uh, where are we? So the passenger comes up, and he's an older British gentleman. He mm-hmm. asks Bishop if he can have a tour of the ship, and Bishop doesn't normally do this. They don't usually like. Oh sure, yeah. Passenger, let's take you on a here's a steam room. Here's a deck. <laughs> here's a self destruct button. Mm-hmm. Don't push it. But this guy seemed to know a lot about ships, so he seemed like he had been on ships before. Like he knew his he knew his stuff. So Bishop's like, "Okay, you're mm-hmm. a you're a fellow yeah, you fellow man of the sea, yeah, fellow uh, seaman." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Bishop's taking him around. As he takes him around the boat, mm-hmm. uh, he finds the older the older pa- the passenger to be um, very inquisitive and mm-hmm. like extremely interested mm-hmm. uh, in even like the smallest details of the ship. Interesting. Hmm. So this means this person's a terrorist. Well, obviously a spy, yeah, clearly. <laughs> yes. yeah. But we, you, you said this is in 50, 56? 77. 77? So this is Cold War. <laughs> this, is, this is prime okay. Cold War. Um, not that it has anything to do with the story. He, mm-hmm. So he was so he was so interested, he started to ask such specific questions that Bishop did, he started to feel uneasy. Mm-hmm. And he said he doesn't feel like unpleasant. Like it wasn't freaked out it was just strange because no one no one really asked him these kind of questions yeah. about boats 
so the tour is done, and the passenger, he thanks Bishop for his time, and then he just wanders off, goes back to the passenger quarters. He's probably bored as fuck. I mean, can you imagine? I assume. <laughs> and some, can, now, can you give me a tour of the ship, too? I want to see your perspective on the ship. Can you give me a tour in Spanish? Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no Marvel Snap at this time. Hmm. What did people even do? I told you I deleted it, right? I did. I did as well. I hadn't played and it in I, a while. Since then, I had to. I was spending so much time playing it. And since then, it was about a week ago, I've read a book and a half. <sighs> wow. I have not read a book in years. And I've read a book and a half. You're both a teacher and an author, and you've just confessed yeah. this to yeah. everybody that you're, I guess you'll edit all this out. But yeah, I, I mean, like, no, I don't want to like taint my like process, you know, I don't want to like fill my brain mm-hmm. with other people's right. ideas. I, don't, I know some <laughs> authors curious. like to read books, but I feel like it's kind of cheating to do that. Those so. chums, it's totally cheating. <laughs> I'm a self-made man, so I like to keep those thoughts in there and, uh, it's a one way. It's a one way street. in My brain. Yeah, it goes out. Yeah. Nothing goes in. Kind of like a, like a dead poet society type teacher. You walk in the first day, take the textbook, throw it in the garbage. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you jump on a table, they will do anything you say. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so he so he he disappears. Um, and then they don't. You know, they they do their trip and they dock and people mm-hmm. go away and, and that's it. Nobody dies. Not a big deal. That's right. Mm-hmm. A few years later, though, Bishop is flipping through a book on on maritime history, and he sees a photograph of that same old British man. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so he's with a friend. Um, or a co- I don't know. Co- they're probably on a boat or something. Yeah. I mean, he's with, he's with another, there's another person around. Yeah. I mean, if honestly, if, if you're on a boat like that, everyone mm-hmm. kind of becomes friends. There's not a lot of options. If, if, if you become of enemies, one of you is not in the boat yeah. for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So colleagues, friends, you tell them whatever you want, but it's two people that have to get along for mm-hmm. a certain period of time. That's right. You never know if you're going to be shipwrecked with them. And if that happens, you want to make sure you're on good terms. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or at least you're in the strong faction. That's what I've learned. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they're, they're, they're in his cabin. They're drinking wine. They're looking through maritime books. That's, that's <laughs> There's candles yeah. everywhere. It's really nice. <laughs> And uh, and so he he sees a photograph of this man and Bishop goes, oh, hey, I know this guy. I gave him a tour of my boat a few years ago. And the other guy looks over at the picture and he, he laughs mm-hmm. and he says, uh, well, that's not possible because that man was the captain of the Titanic. Oh, hang on now. <laughs> what year is this? 1977. Uh, interesting. And, the, and when did the Titanic sink? <laughs> Pre-1977. <laughs> it was a summer of love. Oh. And the Titanic was cruising out the love boat. Oh. Uh, <laughs> God, if, they'd only, if they'd only ended the love boat like that, I would have... Big twist. Um, okay, so this guy was has been dead for a while. Did, did, the, did the captain of the Titanic... He went down with the ship, right? I didn't like watch the movie, but I, I assume he goes down with the ship. Right. I mean, do you want to hear the whole story, or do you want me to just tell you the, the answer? You want me to tell the ending Titanic? right now? <laughs> it's like a five-hour movie. Yeah, you have time, right? I actually do. That's fair. Yeah. Um, does he uh, go down that... the All right, if you want to spoil it for everyone, yeah, he goes down with the ship. Okay. You're probably the only person who hasn't seen that movie, so. Hmm. I don't think I have to give spoilers on movies that are older than all of my children. That is definitely true. Um. I also so I want to shout out. So <laughs> I started researching this one because one of our one of our listeners um, reached out to us over Instagram. Uh, Tim, who actually I think was at our live show at C2E2, uh, he he sent us on Instagram, which you'd never check, I assume. Um, no reason to. Uh, a pretty a pretty solid uh, meme about the Titanic sub mm. uh, incident. 
and uh, I, you know, I, I wrote it back and I said, well, I don't know, is it, is it too early to, to do an episode on Titanic or is it exactly the right time? And uh, he said it was the right time. So yeah, I got to stay I, topical. If, Absolutely. Yeah. Ex- I mean, the SEO is going to be crazy for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so thank you to Tim. And uh, if people find it dis- distasteful that we're doing this, shame on you, Tim. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. And Tim's yeah. mailing address is... <laughs> Can't be too far from Chicago. If you just wander around Chicago, he was at C2E2, so you just wander around here a little bit. Yeah, you can probably um, write Tim Chicago, and it'll Tim? get to him, I'm sure. I think so. You might go through yeah. a few Tims before it gets to him. I'm, I'm sure they they'll all return to, like, they'll, yeah. they'll pass it around. They oh, know. no, this isn't me. It's the other Tim. Let me, <laughs> other Tim. Let me walk it over to his house. <laughs> this is Titanic Tim. Yeah, we know. He keeps sending those goddamn memes. <laughs> um, anyway, so <sighs> Edward John Smith. Mm-hmm. Was born on January twenty seventh. Do you want to, okay? Here's a better. Do you want to take a guess at what year he was born? Eighteen seventy. No. How close was it? Eighteen fifty. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I yeah. figure he was one of those like young, like cavalier captains, kind of like the the Costa Concordia guy. I guess not. Coast of what's Coast of Concordia? The Costa Concordia. Oh my God! Please. Please Google the Costa Concordia disaster because it, it'll be on the podcast. Is this podcast. for our next podcast? Yeah, is it, one of these things? I don't know if they got ghosts out of that one or not. But yeah. Oh, this boat's on its side. Yeah. Is this? So, oh, the cruise. Oh, this is the cruise ship. Yeah. The one that like ah. got close to shore so he could wave to the people on the shore and he fucking wrecked the cruise ship and <laughs> killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. That was a tough one because that one was tough to tell when was too soon because it was so stupid. I mean, it was so mind-blowingly stupid, but like people... Like a lot of people drowned to death. Yeah, that's different. There's a lot of innocence yeah. uh, in that story, which is a lot different than this billionaire's story. Yeah. Although not everyone on there was a billionaire. There was like a really um, one of like th- one of the foremost, if not the world's foremost, expert on Titanic was on there. It's like their guide. Really? It was like this very serious diver who uh, went down. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that, I mean, it's all tragic, but you know, yeah. he didn't pay a quarter of a million dollars to be on there. Hmm. True. But I mean, um, if he was going to choose how to go. That's probably how we would have Honestly, yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. Anyway, this, no, this guy's old. And so he was born January 27th, 1850 in Staffordshire, England, which is probably pronounced Staffordshire. Yeah, just fast. They pronounce everything faster. Staffordshire. Staffordshire. Yeah, in Staffordshire, England. Uh, his father was a potter. And his mother did, I guess, nothing. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one said anything about her. Um, though at some point they did quote own a shop, hmm. a pot shop. So it sounds like. <laughs> Dang, yep, I mean, you're you're, you're, you're a potter. What, what else? I, I think it's called a pot shop. That sounds right. Is potter like making pots? Right. I'm not. I'm not misunderstanding that. It's not like something. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Any further questions? No. That's all. That's all. Okay. Uh, so Smith lived in the Staffordshire house until he was the age of 13, at which point his parents were like, time to get a job. <laughs> um, now, if you will go on the internet, you'll see a lot of people say he immediately went to the sea and was a seaman his whole life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not true. He did not go to work directly in the ocean. His first job was actually was operating a steam hammer at the Etruria Forge. Mm. Okay. Like most 13-year-olds do, <laughs> operate steam hammers. <laughs> uh, 
do you think kids were just like better at stuff back then or was everyone just much more sadistic? I think they were just much more disposable back then was the thing. I think life was a weed (laughs) out process. So many of them, but so many of them died for so many other reasons. Like if you made it to 13, you were a, you were a precious commodity, I think. Mm, True. Yeah. But then like, how do you prove that you were actually worth something at that point? (laughs) That's true. You went to the steam hammer and if you could survive the steam hammer for two years, uh, then We're you became ten kids. Yeah. Only one of them can. <laughs> only one of them can be the heir. Let's see who survives. Uh, you made it to thirteen. You've done mm. well. You've out. You've outmaneuvered uh, Ebola and, and uh, TB. But can you survive the steam? Final hammer? boss is two years of the steam hammer. <laughs> uh. Uh, <laughs> so he's operating the steam hammer, and a tree of forge was a bone and flint mill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ground, I assume, bone and flint for uh, ground materials for potters. So that that makes a lot of sense. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. You make pottery out of bone. Sure. I mean, There's like bone china, I guess. Cur- I didn't, yeah. I, Cursed pottery, of course. Yeah, what would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And thanks to and thanks to the good work by the uh, the young Captain mm-hmm. Smith, we have so many additional episodes <laughs> of this podcast to look forward to. I don't know if you remember, but uh, most of the Titanic's hull was made of bones. It was very interesting. It was <laughs> odd choice. The rest of it was yeah. skin. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> um, but so that, and that the forge was located on the, the Calden Canal. Mm-hmm. And so young Edward would spend his days looking out of the canal, the, the, the small boats that would go up and down. Mm-hmm. Getting distracted so, while he's manning the steam hammer. That seems like a really yeah, terrible idea. I, when he, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's a real test, though. After I, losing his second hand, he decided <laughs> maybe it was time. Um, in 1867, at the age of 17, he quits the mill and he gets his first maritime job. Because mm-hmm. the, the canal has been calling. <laughs> Sometimes the ocean calls, but this, this for, for Edward, it was the canal. <laughs> Uh, he begins an apprenticeship on a boat called the Senator Weber. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would like to have a boat named after you? Mm, depends on the boat. It feels like a gamble, right? Because like, if a big disaster happens on that boat, mm-hmm. your name is fucked forever. I get like obviously, you know, uh, you know, John and Tammy Titanic. They don't, you know, they, they don't really come <laughs> off very well nowadays. But no, exactly. at the same time. <laughs> At the same time, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, that I, I think uh, you know would enjoy having their their names. You know, maybe not the maybe not the big names, but you know, like the the Lusitanias, the et cetera. You know, they're, they're, sorry, you think you would like your name in Lusitania? Uh, I mean, it's very famous now. It was it, it was a pretty boring ship before, but <laughs> you start a little world war and everybody gets really excited about it. Um, <laughs> it's true. No, I, I think no, I, I think I'd like to have a ship named after me. Yeah. One of the one of the guys I worked with. This is a, boy. This is a, a weird pull here. One of the guys I worked with in Chicago. Um, <laughs> there was a container ship that shared the same name as him. Okay, I, I am going to. I can probably say his name. His name was his, his uh, name, Evanescence. It, <laughs> <laughs> his his name was David Schulte. That's his name, right? Okay. Pretty normal. Yeah. 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 Pretty normal. Yeah, some Schultes. Yeah, Midwestern kid. Yeah, David Schulte. Yeah. I did not know, and he did not know until we started working together, that there was a massive container ship that also shared the name, the David Schulte. So he would yeah, track such it. such a specific name. It is a very, yeah, and I assume it's still in yeah. operation. But he would track it on his Facebook page. You know, here's where the David Schulte is today. It's in, <laughs> you know. It's kind of nice. Singapore, picking up, uh, you know, 10 million cars to bring to the U.S. or something like that. So yeah. he seemed to like it. I don't know if I, I would like it. a ship. 
called the Clayton Smith. I should look. There's so much. There's, there's so, so many, many ships. people out there called Clayton Smith. Yeah. There's so many ships. There's so many people. I, <laughs> One of them has to be a ship. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do have a person who I get, I get, I get emails to the wrong Clayton Smith all the time. Mm. Um, but one, there's, there's some poor bastard in Australia whose name is Clayton Smith, who mm. I keep getting emails from different people in his life about him. Mm. Like some are from like these like family friends who all went together to buy a racehorse. <laughs> and this was a series that went on for a long time. And for a while, <laughs> is he your doppelganger? Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny. Cause like my, my email, my personal email just has my middle initial in it. So right. you have to kind of go, you have to swerve out of your way to, to sure. get this one wrong. Yeah. Um, because it's just my name, but with a middle initial, and yeah, um, it's not even close to the other letters. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not, and so it's so weird. But this this one, they keep sending, it. and for a while, I was like, I was going along with it. I was like, well, how handsome is this yeah. horse? Can you describe his features? And just you know, fucking with them a little yeah. bit, just assuming if I did that, they would stop emailing yeah. me, and they didn't. They responded, <laughs> and eventually, his I testicles was like, are grand, like two grapefruits <laughs> sealed in a bag. <laughs> and eventually after doing this for a while, I eventually wrote them back and I was like, I don't even know what horse we're talking about. I think you have the wrong person. And I thought that would be the, like, like the, the end right of it. Horse. Yeah. They wrote back and they said, no, just ask your dad. He'll tell you all about it. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, but I still get emails for this Clayton Smith. Like mm-hmm. I just two weeks ago, I got an email from a realtor who's like, here's the link you need to put your bid in on this house. Mm-hmm. And I was so tempted to put like this one trillion dollars. I was so tempted, but the stakes are so high. I, I, I think that might be some legal issues. I didn't do it, but um, boy. Uh, but yeah, I bet there's a ship with my name on it out there. Probably. Anyway, so uh, Edward uh, was on the Senator Weber and he, he was very smart. He worked super hard and it wasn't long before he started getting commanding positions. In 1880... He joined the White Star Line. Mm-hmm. Now, you've not seen the Titanic movie. Is that I, true? Th- but it, it sounds like that sounds familiar. I, I know a little bit, of, a little bit about uh, Titanic you know, lore. Um, sure, so. yeah. <laughs> the legend. <laughs> so I, the mythology I, of the Titanic. I'm aware that the White Star Line was the, uh, like the company that owned the Titanic or, okay. or you know, commissioned it or whatever. That's correct. They they own it. And so in 1880, not at this point, though, obviously. So in 1880, he joins the White Star Line as a fourth officer of the SS Celtic, which, of course, would ultimately prove to be a pretty bad decision. <laughs> but uh, but only but, eventually. Yeah. I mean, he's got some time. The White Star Line, though, was like the one of the preeminent shipping companies uh, in the world. So it was a it was, you know, it was great. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like if you if you started working at like Tesla two years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you're like, this is great. Everything's going awesome. Mm-hmm. And our, our CEO is, is so smart. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, you, how do you know? How could you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, where things are going? Yeah. Um, at this point though, he's 30 years old and he's fourth in command on a, on a big old boat, which cool. I think is pretty, that sounds pretty good. That seems pretty, yeah, it's close to the top. I mean, it's, you're like, you're two heart attacks away from, yeah, from almost sure. being yeah, exactly yeah yeah uh and at 30 years old i was not doing anything i was remotely away from impressive. anything at that point yeah <laughs> uh and he served on the route uh from australia to new york city oh yeah. wait which seems like a pretty fun hang on route. How, how the fuck do they do that 
uh, around. Did they cut through? They, did, did they cut through at some point? <laughs> they they hitch up then. the oxen and yeah. they cut through <laughs> the land. <laughs> I don't know the fastest way from Australia to New York City. That's... I think the Panama Canal was a little bit later than that. So they probably go down around. Yeah, there's no canal. Probably go down around. Where do they the go Cape. the other way? The other way? Oh, like around Cape Horn? I, I don't think. Uh, I think they go around South America. They go back. Probably, up. right? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Surprise that you. doesn't matter. Yeah, no, <laughs> God, but can you imagine? Before God, Panama Canal was such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> he's he's on that route and it goes great. He he rises through the ranks very quickly. Just seven years later, in 1887, he receives his first command on the Republic. Mm. Um, and the Republic is a ship, <laughs> but it's where he's he's, yeah. he's in command. And I just want to point out so. What a treat to jump from like 1867 to 1880 without having to talk about the Civil War. <laughs> <sighs> it's great. Everything's going gangbusters over in Britain. Uh, anyway, so in 1887, he's he's on the com- he's on the Republic. It's his first command. It is worth noting that uh, to take this command, he had to pass a navigation exam, mm. and he did fail his first one. <laughs> Probably like, probably like your driving exam. Everybody fails at so. once. You know, you fuck up the parallel but... parking. Oh, I feel really I great. Bad. I feel that terrible. <laughs> I was I, I in my first one. They we get like halfway through it, and uh, you know it's all like the you know stop signs through the neighborhood or whatever. And eventually he goes, okay, then we can go back to the to the office. I said, oh, fantastic! This is easier than I thought. <laughs> and he goes, oh no, you failed. <laughs> I just already know that you uh, failed. Oh, oh how oh. did you do that? What did you do so badly? I rolled like all the stop signs. I drove like my I don't pa- like that. Yeah, I, I, I came back and I was like, I was like, Mom, I drove just like you, and she's like, Oh fuck, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I shouldn't have been the one to teach you how to drive. Uh, so second time I <sighs> drove like a like a decrepit old person, I passed. So great. Uh, well, that's what he did, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he took it again one week later, and then he passed. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Smith joined the Royal Naval Reserve, and they brought him in. He entered as a lieutenant. Mm. He obviously has a lot of experience sure. on ships, yep. so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but this also meant that if war broke out, he would be called upon to serve in the Royal Navy. A little dicey. The reserves work just like ours. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, oh, but the cool, the good part is, so that's that's the bad part, because yeah. you got to go to war. The cool part is that uh, it also meant he so it, he was on a merchant ship. The Republic was a merchant ship. Mm-hmm. It could fly the blue ensign of the Royal Naval Reserve. Ooh. <laughs> okay, Ooh. all right. Most merchant ships had to fly the dumb old red ensign. <sighs> Ouch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can show you pictures if you want, but it's basically <laughs> picture a solid. <laughs> yeah, that's the right answer. A solid blue flag, except in the corner there's a Union Jack. Uh huh. And the red one is a solid red flag, but in the corner there's a small Union Jack. Mm-hmm. The Navy had a white one. Okay, it's a whole thing. So he 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 was one. He was one of the very few merchant ships to be able to fly the blue the blue flag. Mm. It's a wonder. It's the, like the it's, it's a, a blue check mark of 1887. <laughs> it's a wonder this empire collapsed so spectacularly. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen our ensigns? Yeah. This one is white. How dare you attack us? How dare the colonies revolt? Have they not seen the flags? Excuse me, Captain Jack Sparrow. This is a blue flagship. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but he keeps rising on through the ranks. In 1895, he was made captain of the Majestic. 
which was an moving even bigger and better boat. Yeah, yeah he's moving on up. The Majestic? What's mm-hmm. the next step? And what could be big, better than Majestic? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what's bigger than, maj- than Majesty? What's like, <laughs> what's another word for like huge? Because I'm tired of Majestic. <laughs> um, but while he's on the Majestic, a few years after he starts there, the Boer War <laughs> breaks out. Boer War. Mm-hmm. You know the Boer War? I've heard of it. I don't have any earthly clue what it's about, though. <laughs> this was my. This was me as well. Mm-hmm. I. I just feel. I can't help but feel like American education has has not done a, a great service. I think it was intentionally vague on European conflicts. Just it's like we got our own shit going on. You know, like. <laughs> that's true. There's there's a lot <laughs> happening here. The Boer War was. Uh, it was basically England versus. There were two tribes of Boers in uh, in southern Africa. I don't think. I don't. It, maybe South Africa. Or maybe generally Southern Africa, um, I I could have looked into that yeah, slightly yeah, more. But there but was no time. It it's as you know, I had to cancel recording last night because this research was not done. I was under the gun today. So, um, but anyway, so the war breaks out, mm-hmm. and the Majestic was then instructed to transport troops to Cape Colony. So he's being pulled into mm-hmm. the war, and his ship is coming with him. Okay, so he has to bring troops down to the Cape. And he made two trips there, and both went uh, very smoothly. They were completely without incident. Hmm, excellent. And so more, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, you're literally just like taking the ship down there and dropping off the dock and coming back. So I'd be a little worried. Yeah, there are more dangerous yeah. jobs. I think. <laughs> you're basically like a, like like an Instacart driver at that point. So <laughs> ah, don't shoot. <laughs> uh, before his service, King Edward the Seventh awarded him the Transport Medal. Mm. Sounds like a tough one. <laughs> Again, the, the British rolled over so easily. Um, and he, oh, and he also was named officially, quote, a safe captain because of this. Mm, okay. And that's that's a little bit of irony if you know the future. Well, I mean, yeah. Story. <laughs> but like, locked him into a nice insurance rate, though. He's probably like, this oh, is man. fantastic, really. Well, it does play, as you'll see, a, a surprisingly interesting role in, uh, in how much people <laughs> like him. <laughs> so... After the war ends, and he's 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 free to go back to, to running a passenger ship. Mm-hmm. And this is when he starts making trips across the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. Now, he's he's older now, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, he's been in command of several ships, and he is known as a safe captain right. who always gets people there with no incident. Mm-hmm. As he's taking people back and forth from the UK to New York, he's becoming very popular with passengers who make that trip a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there are quite a few folks. Like apparently there are many. Um, in the fa- like, I don't know how many people actually made that trip often. So it's the rich people, yeah, obviously, yeah, of course. So of those people, a a lot of them, a good good percentage of them. Um, came to the point where they would only sail across the Atlantic if Smith was the captain of the ship. Uh, okay, so now we now we are starting to get to the Costa Concordia celebrity captain yeah. type deal. <laughs> yes, okay, exactly. All right. He's got a fucking fan club, <laughs> and he actually becomes known as the Millionaire's Captain. <sighs> I mean, I like this. I, I, I like sure. where it's going. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, but he's he's a celebrity. He's a he's a celebrity passenger <laughs> steamship mm-hmm. captain. Which, uh, you know, I, to, it totally makes sense that mm-hmm. that would exist in this time. Yeah. He's like, a Kardashian of, uh, yeah. <laughs> of 1900. Yeah, like what, what else would he have like a celebrity of back then? I mean, there was no television. Newspapers ran like, you know, 10, 12 weeks behind. Yeah, you'd have celebrity journalists probably, yeah. like a few. Maybe baseball players? Maybe? Mm, I, I don't know. I've, I've learned more and more lately yeah. about 
history of baseball. I don't think at this point. <laughs> I guess it's just a whole bunch of people getting real drunk and throwing things at the field while mm-hmm. some subpar players ran around <laughs> also were drunk. So I don't, I don't know. So it's probably steamship captains. Um, that's about it. Yeah. War heroes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably war heroes. Maybe whoever the president is. But yeah. that's probably about it. Yeah. It's not much. Yeah. So he gets a following. And uh, and yeah, there is people who will they will pay whatever it costs to go across on his ship. Mm-hmm. So now White Star Lines realizes they have their own, <laughs> ironically, their own White Star. <laughs> Did you not know that's, that's why they called it that? Yeah, <laughs> that's a joke I came up with. <clears throat> um, and so they see dollar signs, obviously. So they're mm-hmm. like, we need to put this guy. And mm-hmm. so if people are only so okay, think about it. I'm going to ask you this, Patrick. Yeah. You're a you're a shipping magnate. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got your own shipping line. Mm-hmm. All these ships. Yeah. You have one captain who people will say, "I'm only going across the ocean if Captain Smith takes me," mm-hmm. which incidentally is something that I hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every day of my life. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> what do you do? I mean, I try to hire that guy. Obviously. Well, he's and, already working for you. Oh well, then I. I build How do you a, maximize that? I think I probably build him a big motherfucking ship. That's right. That's probably what I do. That's right. Or I figure, a way, you... I figure out a way to maybe for him to captain two ships at once. That might be another way to do it. <laughs> Straddle them. Yeah. They're going to go really close together. You're going to have one foot on one and one foot on the other. But it's going to be hard, yeah. but I think you can do it. <laughs> you're going to stand in the deck of you're gonna stand in, you know, in, in the deck of one, and you're going to yell commands across to the other ship. <laughs> Turn yeah. right very slowly. Um... <laughs> um so here's what they do. So they do they do that. They decide to give him uh, captainship of yeah. all the big boats. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also give him the command of every single maiden voyage of a White Star uh, Line ship, which okay. is pretty smart, yeah. really. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if people were like opposed to maiden voyages. I mean, I I wouldn't love that. Like if it was like the first time, because you know it's not like planes. Where like I think planes. They test the mountain stuff. Ships, back they're like, this today? floats. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm thinking about the, like my life. Yeah, back then know? the paint was probably still drying when they took off for the first time. That's so. true. That's true. Um, There's but, no vehicle in the world that I think I would get onto as the first trip mm-hmm. of that vehicle in, you know, 1900. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they think a boat, honestly, if you show up <laughs> and it's floating... What's your big? It does complaint? feel good. What's, That's what's your true. complaint. You know, like if you, like if, it's, if you can see this. Yeah. What other due diligence yeah. are you going to do? <laughs> if you can see That's like a, like a dude throwing water out of a porthole near the water line, like, you right. know what? Mm, I'm going to wait for the next one. It's cool. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. So in 1903, they gave him command of of every maiden, maiden voyage, and in 1904, he was given command of the Baltic, which at that time was the largest ship in the world. Mm. The Baltic's maiden voyage went from Liverpool to New York, and there were no problems. Very smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. So he captained the Baltic for a while until they had another new ship uh, a few years later, um, which was the newest biggest ship. No, wait, sorry. Mm. It was another very big ship. It was bigger than than uh, the Baltic, but uh, mm. it was called the Adriatic. Mm. When the Adriatic launched, it was not the world's biggest ship, but it was one of the biggest. So there are a couple okay, of the yeah. competing companies. A bit of an arms race going on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But it was quite large, and it was the first ocean liner to have an indoor swimming pool and a Turkish bath. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. 
we take Turkish baths for for granted now on cruise ships, but back then that was probably <laughs> probably pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, you it's look, you should watch Titanic, and I I know what I, I know what I'm saying when I say that. <laughs> I get it, but they do a really great job of showing you like the luxury of this fucking boat is like the water incredible. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and like they've got the, like the the vodka luge you know mm-hmm. it's really it's really ahead of its time mm-hmm. but they really these were these were luxury hotels basically that that floated so it's they're really impressive and so smith cap uh captain the adriatic from uh on its maiden voyage from southampton to new york in 1907 and again no problems yep, yep. so it's going great mm-hmm. he loves it they love it they're making so much money white star lines is <laughs> they're just loving edward smith um they reward him for all the success by giving him command of a brand new class of ocean liners a whole new class of ocean liners. whole new class this is a whole new type of ship okay i mean no it's one still, has built before right but it still looks like a so it looks like a, like like the it same thing. It looks like a boat. <laughs> <laughs> but it is bigger than we are comfortable building, so we are going to call it something different. That is correct. This class was called the Olympic class. Mm-hmm. And these boats were designed to be, quote, the largest and most luxurious passenger ships at that time, destined to give White Star an advantage in the transatlantic passenger trade. Mm. This was important because their main rivals, the Cunard Line, Mm -hmm. had just built two ships that um, were very comfortable and luxurious, Mm -hmm. certainly, but more importantly, had incredible speed. They were the fastest. The two two new boats were the two fastest boats, passenger boats, uh, out there. Oh, wow. Uh, So White Star knew they had to go bigger and better. They didn't know if they could go faster, but they could go bigger. Why would you want to go fast, though? Like, think about it. I mean, if, if I'm in a luxury hotel and they're like, oh, we just upgraded the engines. Now you get to spend two fewer days in the luxury ship. You're like, fuck you. I'm, I paid a lot of money to be on this ship. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> counterpoint, the ocean is terrifying. And the least, yeah. the less time you can spend there, the better, I the think. The people in this boat are not seeing the ocean at all. They're in the, they're in the Turkish bath nine hours a day and they're yeah, sleeping but I the know. other 15 hours. I know what's down there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know there is a 1,000-foot squid just waiting to crush this like a fucking sardine can. Uh, uh, or maybe even like a, like a school of orca just waiting to tip the fucker over. Oh, my God. I was hoping that would come up. <laughs> Did you see they spread to, uh, I think, somewhere in the UK? Scotland, mm-hmm. maybe? Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, <laughs> the, the knowledge of how to do this is really it's I've, I've got spreading a lot like of, wildfire. I've got a lot of respect. I've got a lot of respect it's for, amazing. These, for these fish. Um, Absolutely. Uh, what were you talking about? Uh, <laughs> the Cunard line. Oh, I'm sorry. With two fast ships. Uh, incidentally, in case you're curious, you're probably not. The mm. two ships uh, were called the uh, Mauritania and the Lusitania. Hey, a little callback right there. So Probably some ghosts of mine in that story. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> and tune in next week. It was fast, but not fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> As they say... <laughs> Uh, so White Star decides they're going to build three new Olympic class ships. Mm-hmm. The Olympic be the first one. Sure, it's called the Olympic class. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Britannic. Any guesses on the name of the third one? The that's uh, no, not Lusitania. Um, <laughs> I can't even get. Can't even imagine. The miniature ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the Titanic. So the Olympic, Britannic, and Titanic. The first one completed. The first one, therefore, to set sail was the Olympic. Mm-hmm. It set out from Southampton to New York 
under Edward Smith's command in 1911. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Olympics voyage it also went without incident, basically. <laughs> but. <laughs> but when they got to the dock in New York, it was preparing to dock at Pier 59, and it was this, and this is a huge ship. Like this oh, yeah. is a it's literally the biggest ship in the world you know. at this point. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's massive, and it's been being assisted by twelve tugboats. So you've got twelve small little tugboats, like mm-hmm. just kind of like positioning it into space because mm-hmm. it cannot dock itself because right. it's so fucking big. Um, one of the tugs got caught in the backwash mm. of the Olympic, and so this tugboat spins around. It slams into the Olympic, and then it gets trapped under the Olympic stern. Ooh. Which I cannot imagine many more horrifying things as a tugboat <laughs> driver or pilot or cat. I don't know what they call them. Captain still. Yeah. I think it's still, still Yeah, captain. I think yeah. so. You cats your boat. Mm-hmm. Um, stuck under the stern. And so it's going under mm-hmm. uh, because it had been sucked in by the thing. It must have been terrible. Now, eventually, the driver of the tugboat did manage to... Sorry, the captain of the Thank tugboat. You. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you looked so mad for a second. Um did manage to work the boat free and, quote, limp to the docks. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Wikipedia likes to say that ships limp a lot. Yeah. Any 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 machine that's operating at, like, a lower capacity is considered you use it a lot in your I, uh, do, I do indeed. Do Every okay. day. Okay. Okay. I'll allow it then. <laughs> <laughs> so everything ends up okay, but people see this accident and they're... Mm-hmm. Some people are starting to wonder if the Olympic-class ships are too big <laughs> or or if not too big like built built big too wrongly mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and this this is like like very much how pre-hindenburg is this uh what's it, the 15 years pre 20 years okay yeah what was hindenburg 20 something right something like that we've talked about this before Hindenburg disaster is 19, nope, 37. So okay. uh, about 30 years. Okay. So they're starting to learn this lesson now of building things too big. They're not safe to do. <laughs> yes, they've had a lot of, uh, by the yeah. time the Hindenburg comes along, <laughs> they've had a lot of time to figure <laughs> this out. I've seen this story <laughs> before. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. So, yeah, but it, again, it's the first the first yeah, there's some voyage of the first ship. Nobody the, died. It's, like, it's not that yeah, big a deal. So yeah. it's not a it's really not that big of a deal. It is a it's a it's a yellow flag. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. It's a warning. Yes. Now unfortunately there are more warnings to follow. <laughs> <laughs> so in September that same year, nineteen eleven, uh, the Olympic then collided with a British warship, the HMS Hawk. Mm. And in this collision, the Hawk lost its entire prow. Mm-hmm. And the Olympic was also damaged. Uh, two of its compartments filled with water. So you haven't seen Titanic, so I don't know if you know this, but mm-hmm. these ships have like these different separated compartments in the bottom in the hull. Mm-hmm. So they're designed so if it starts flooding, right, it doesn't. The whole there's thing walls, so they don't, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how many compartments it had, but two of them filled with water, which is not not ideal. Yeah, I mean they're there for a <laughs> reason, but you don't really want to test it, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then one of the propeller shafts twisted up. Mm, which okay. is also pretty bad. Yeah. So again, not not life threatening, mm. but not what you want. And Smith had been captaining the Olympic during the accident, mm-hmm. um, and they studied kind of what happened, and they found that the massive size of the Olympic had generated a suction that pulled the hawk into <laughs> its side. <laughs> 
pretty convenient if you think of it, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what we're going to tell the NTSB is that our boat actually pulled their boat, uh-huh. and it was all a big accident. <laughs> uh, so the Hawk incident was, it was financially not good for mm-hmm. White Star. Right. Um, obviously, the repairs are expensive, and also the Olympic had to take time out of service, mm-hmm. which cost them a lot of money. They had a lot of refunds for trips that were coming up and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. They're frantic to get the Olympic back in the water. Um, so to do that, they were building the second ship in the class, which was the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And to get the Olympic back up, they actually took some parts out of the Titanic and put them on the Olympic. Mm. Okay. Which is interesting one because, I mean, so the t- Titanic falls behind schedule. The maiden voyage of the Titanic was supposed to be March 20th of 1912. Mm-hmm. This pushed it back to April 10th of 1912. Mm, not that bad. You know, three it's weeks. It's not that bad. Yeah. But it does make you wonder, what is that iceberg doing three weeks earlier? You know? <laughs> I mean, if you go if you go mm-hmm. three weeks early, do you hit an iceberg? I don't know. You mm-hmm. know? Who knows? Who knows? It's interesting, though, don't you think? Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> All right, fuck off. So, uh, so Captain Smith, he's pretty rattled by the Olympic incidents. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a... Stellar career. I mean, spotless yeah. fucking career. He hasn't hit anything. And now he's no. hit two boats. Yeah. And he's <laughs> and pretty unhappy about that's that. That's too many. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's also getting pretty old. He's getting close to retirement age at this point. Mm-hmm. And now he's had two incidents with like with hitting two boats with his big new boat. Yeah. People are starting to like whisper like, mm-hmm. has he lost it? Is he too old for Should this? Should we take away his keys? Basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's that conversation. Mm-hmm. And instead, they give him the biggest crown Victoria they possibly could. <laughs> yep. To crawl along. The uncrashable car is what yeah. they call the crown Victoria. <laughs> uh, so, of course, they give him command of Titanic, as we all know, um, for its maiden voyage. There are a lot of sources that say Smith had decided that he would retire after that first trip. Mm-hmm. He was kind of feeling the wear of it, I think. Some people say that's not true, but. There are also a lot of people. Who I mean, true, so technically knows, he but. did. So, well, I my next note here is, and in a way, he was right. <laughs> At least we're terrible together, uh, and I like that about us. Oh boy. Um. So on April tenth, nineteen twelve, Edward Smith uh, wakes up. I assume mm-hmm. <laughs> in his bed, he says goodbye to his wife, Sarah Eleanor Smith. Uh, and he leaves their house in Southampton for what will end up being the last time. He heads out to the dock. He climbs aboard the Titanic. And, um, you know, we all know <laughs> we all know how that went. Yep. Uh, so that happens. So the ship goes out, obviously famously hits an iceberg, sinks. It's a horrible tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, not as horrible a tragedy in terms of passenger deaths as the uh, SS Eastland in Chicago <laughs> in the fucking river, which is so weird. But a uh, obviously very terrible mm-hmm. tragedy. Um, it's worth noting that we're not actually quite sure how Smith died. Well, he drowned. Well, is okay. how he died. Yeah. But um, there are a lot of stories about like how it went down. So as the Titanic's going under, we know that Captain Smith went around the boat, helping passengers get into lifeboats mm-hmm. and saving you know as many as he could. Um, and he also went around and just m- manually relieved his crew members mm-hmm. from their duties because these are people who are. Yeah, not going to leave, and you know they're yeah, it's a whole thing. You're going to go down with the boat, uh, but he would go down and say no, it, mm-hmm. I, please yeah. leave. Yeah, so he saved a lot of lives that mm-hmm. would have otherwise not been saved. Um, so he's 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 a hero. He's really amazing. Um, 
but he goes around and he does he does a round of that and at one point he got gets off uh, everyone off the boat that he thinks he can he turns around and he walks back to the bridge alone mm-hmm. and that was the last time it, that multiple people can confirm seeing him hmm. um now a few minutes later a man named Samuel Hemming who who was a trimmer that is that a boat <laughs> term or is that a <laughs> I assume he's on the crew Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I have here trimmer, and then in parentheses, I have question marks. So <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> um, said he ran up the bridge um, because the rest of the boat was sinking, <laughs> and uh, apparently he found it empty. Hmm. And he ended up surviving and told that story, but he doesn't. So he he doesn't know what happened to the captain. Hmm. Um, the wheelhouse on the bridge did catch fire. Some people suggest that Smith probably went to the wheelhouse and died in the fire. Hmm. The most popular version of what happened to him, though, I mean, obviously, is that he went down with the ship, just standing on the bridge as yeah. it went under. Saluting the... Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah. Come yeah. On. And there are people who say, there's uh, survivors who say, that, um, one in particular said he watched from the water as Smith went down with the boat, um, standing on the bridge, saluting, doing hmm. all the things. Um and that's the one that they show in the movies. Mm-hmm. There have been many movies, obviously, about this, and that's always the way mm-hmm. that it goes down. It's very cinematic. Some other survivors said that he swam to their lifeboat after the ship had gone down and asked to be let on. And uh, But they were like, no, <laughs> one more person will sink this boat. Right. And he said, quote, all right, boys, good luck and God bless you. <laughs> on to the next boat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another person on that same lifeboat said he did swim up, but he didn't ask to be let on. Instead, he just swam up and said, quote, good boys, good lads, and then swam away. <laughs> so he may have been like checking around to make sure people are like, yeah, not fucking around and actually getting yeah. out. Does anybody need the- anything? Um, <laughs> I still have- I, could f- I don't have any tea, but yeah. can I do something to make you more comfortable? I have a tin of SeaTac if you would like it still. <laughs> let me swim down and grab it real quick. Uh, a few people claim they saw him jumping from the bridge into the water. Mm, that sounds fun. It, <laughs> <wee! laughs> uh, and that would certainly jive with uh, with the trimmer's version of the story when he found the bridge empty. Um, so there's just a bunch of kind of different people who are like, oh, I saw him do this. I saw, you know, mm, I, yeah. I, it, it doesn't really matter. Obviously, in the end, it he yep. drowned. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so he, he did obviously die there. His last words are also up for debate. So most people will tell you that his last words were, quote, be, be British, boys, be British. Be- Which is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the throes of hypothermia at this point, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> referring to like the stiff upper lip of, you know. Yes, we're all dying. Yeah. <laughs> but be British. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually engraved. He has a big memorial statue, uh, unsurprisingly, in the UK, mm-hmm. and uh, that's engraved on his memorial as his final final words. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone, historians, all agree that that's not true. The last words anyone actually report hearing him say mm-hmm. are, "Quote: Well, boys, do your best for the women and children, and look out for yourselves." Hmm. Which is way better than "Be British." I think so. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he dies. Mm-hmm. Now, I already told you his ghost was was sighted in 1977 mm-hmm. in the Winter Haven, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not the first time his ghost has been seen. Mm. Okay, just after the Titanic sank, like within hours 
um, before the news has even gotten to land, Edward's wife, Sarah, was sitting in her drawing room at their house in Southampton when suddenly the door to the room opened and Edward walked in. Um, he crossed the room and walked toward her window. Obviously, he's not there. Right. He's yeah. on the Titanic. Yeah. So she thinks. And she's like, mm, do I have my so schedule is- mixed up? Mm. <laughs> yes. And it was weird because, A, he was there. Yeah. And, uh, B, he didn't look at her or speak to her. He walked to the window. And when he got to the window, he disappeared. Mm, that's very suspicious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he never does this. And so, <laughs> this is the first. I'm so embarrassed. Um, so this happens. And so Sarah, like, her heart totally sinks because she knows that he is lost. Mm. Um, and, again, this is this is... This is before news reaches land um, that she sees him. Hmm. So it was the first sighting of his ghost. Um, he's also been seen in his childhood home in Staffordshire. Hmm. Okay. A little tour. There's been a few owners. Yeah. Been a few owners and residents of the place that have seen the ghost of Captain Smith uh, drifting across the bedroom. Hmm. In the late 90s, there uh, the owners had a, it was a rental space. Hmm. Um And the, the people renting there went downstairs one morning to find the kitchen completely flooded. <laughs> all i know is water all i know is water. <laughs> so they call plumbers to fix it mm-hmm. and the plumbers are like nothing's wrong we can't find a single thing wrong also this is seawater do you know do you, <laughs> also did you i don't know did you i was so thirsty have you not tried this it's salty as shit <laughs> um and they can't pinpoint a source but they all agreed <laughs> both the renters and the plumber that there was a very icy chill in the dining room. The dining mm. room felt as cold as a glacier. Oh. Uh, he's also been seen at the Adelphi Hotel in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently this hotel actually has a quite a few paranormal events uh, mm. and is one of the most haunted hotels in the UK. So I'm, I'm sure we'll come back to it eventually. <laughs> but there is one room called the Sefton Suite, which is supposedly an exact replica of the Titanic's first-class smoking room. Mm. Ew. Okay. Yeah, it feels like yeah. that's just begging for trouble. The, yeah, of all <laughs> the rooms you can... Okay, that's fine. There are so many ways to style a room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your bedroom is patterned after the Titanic's main lavatory. I hope you do enjoy it. <laughs> Urinate wherever you'd like. It's plumbed for that. A few guests have witnessed in that room three men uh, dressed as naval officers standing at the far end of the room looking at them, <laughs> which is the weirdest thing. And uh, according to these people, when they sh- see a picture, one of them is Captain Smith, hmm. um, you know, tall, elderly gentleman with a with a with a stunning white beard. <laughs> uh, he may also be haunting a pub in Belfast. Um, I have a, I have a picture to share with you. You tell me what you think. So there's a pub in, in Northern Ireland mm-hmm. called Robinson's mm-hmm. that has, they're kind of famous for having a whole bunch of, of genuine Titanic memorabilia. Mm, okay. Which again, like I, it's, I don't, that doesn't feel like a good idea. Like it, <laughs> you don't want to, <laughs> while you're inviting all this shit. You collect cursed idols. It's, uh, it's <laughs> good yeah. ambiance. Um, and one day, a couple named Cheryl and Luke Arkless were on a trip to Belfast, and they stopped in at the pub because mm-hmm. they heard about it. It's a cool place to hang. Uh, Luke's mom was with them, and she took some photos of them together at the bar. And when they developed the photos, they saw a figure standing behind them, 
And when they saw this figure, they said, holy shit, that's Captain Smith. Hmm. They said, this is the dead-ass likeness of Captain Edward Smith. I can't wait to see how accurate this dead-ass likeness is. I will show you now. So this is... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a fucking thumbprint. Okay, yeah. That is the dead uh, <laughs> we'll link to this photo in the show notes. It's beyond description. Oh. Now. It looks like someone is vaping behind them. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it is. There, it's a weird It's a weird thing happening. I don't know what. It, I, I can't explain what it is. Because mm-hmm. there is like some weird form of something. <laughs> but they're like, this is, <laughs> it's Captain Smith. Yeah. And. It's so funny. If you read any of the articles where they interview these people, like we showed our friends and they said, oh my God, is that the captain of the Titanic? (laughs) As if everyone who looks at this would be like, holy shit, that's Edward. Um, How you even get a human out of this? I, again, it's a smudge. It's a a big smudge. It's a big smudge. Mm -hmm. It's a very big smudge. I'm not sure what's going on with that uh, pharmaceutical salesman standing there right next to it. (laughs) It's like leering at them. (laughs) Does she also see the ghost? Um, God, it's so funny. I just, I've never seen, I've never seen, I would, I would, I'm, I'm more willing to say an orb photo is a ghost than I am to say that this one is a ghost. Uh, and what is this like? It's a very solid demarcation. Like what? Yeah. Again, it's, is he a nun? Is he wearing a habit? Like what? Is he some sort of Minecraft character? I don't really know what's going on here. <laughs> so that one, I I wouldn't say I'm sold on that okay, one. Yeah. Not gonna not gonna bet the farm on that one. That's no. <laughs> but um, but my favorite haunting by Captain Smith is, uh, God, <laughs> I think, I think I should just read you this headline from, <laughs> from November, 2018. Um, here's a headline from, from an internet site. Ready? After the Titanic went down, haunted mirror possessed by the ghost of the Titanic captain up for auction. Hmm. Like and here's a quote. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm I'm interested in I'm interested in, in cost, obviously, because it's clearly. I'm always I'm in the market for a deal, but I don't. <laughs> well, let me give you some details. This is from the article. Quote: The 110 year old mirror is believed to be possessed once a year by mm. Edward John Smith, who mm. left it on the dressing table of his home in Stoke on Trent before he set sail on the ill fated ship's infamous maiden voyage. Mm. So the story is after the Titanic went down, they were obviously people were his wife and, and company they were dealing with his effects mm-hmm. and they they were they were very well off. He was Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, of course. He, of yeah. course. Uh so they had servants in the house and uh, one of the servants uh one of the servants her name was Ethel Ethelwyn mm-hmm. or Ethel Wine. Eh, whatever. Doesn't matter. She's not been around for a while. She she was told that she could t- <laughs> she was told she could take one item from the house as a keepsake. Quote, in lieu of wages. Oh, that's a shame. Which sucks additionally because it's wild because Sarah actually his 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 widow actually got quite a lot of money from White Star. I believe yeah. after he died. Yeah, the settlement must have been crazy. I think uh the initial payout was equal to one year of his salary. There was an amount, but didn't. Yeah, but it's he was. It's sure. it's very substantial. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, well, instead of paying some of your wages, you want to take a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> so, so she took the mirror, but um, the following year, 1913, on the anniversary of the Titanic disaster, Ethelwyn looked in the mirror and she saw Edward's face staring back at her. Ooh. Okay. And she lost her mind. And she told everyone. She's like, holy shit. Everyone look at this. And yep. other people have looked at the mirror on that day. Mm. And they said, oh my God. Yeah. And she was what like, do you want to buy the mirror from me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I, I think you really should. Maybe next year it'll happen again. <clears throat> she probably own it. And it did, of course. The next year, second anniversary, she saw him again. Mm-hmm. And so every year on April 15th, Captain Smith shows up in this haunted mirror. Hmm. Uh, it was for sale, like I said, in uh, in 2018. How much would you pay for it? I'll show you them. You want to see the mirror? I would love to see the uh, actual photo of the haunting of the mirror. I have a, I'm feeling that's not going to be that. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I'm going to guess some sort of gilded frame. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, exactly what I was go. envisioning. Yep. <laughs> it's exactly what yep. you would think. <laughs> Um, um, how much would you pay for uh, I mean this is a legitimately haunted artifact though. right yeah let's yeah. yeah from the guy that wrecked the Titanic um, I would say it probably goes for $25,000 okay I don't know what it ends up going for because I didn't care <laughs> I don't know the answer to this question but I do know that they were predicting it would go for uh, 10,000 pounds mm. which is about $13,000 okay yeah so uh, yeah you were you you're, you're a big Titanophyte, though. I would have won. <laughs> the, I would have won. The, yeah, you would yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, so I, I don't know how much I went for because I can't, I can't go down that rabbit hole. Um, but there's a haunted mirror, and we, there are so many haunted artifacts. I don't think we've talked about any yet, hmm. other than like a dolls and stuff. But weird. There's there's some in the pipeline, uh, and this is, I guess, our first official uh, official haunted artifact, which is. <laughs> just great um and that's the story cuts but now there's a coda so um i don't know it's interesting smith had he had one sibling a half sister who uh, she died in 1921 um and smith's widow sarah died in 1931 hmm. she was hit by a taxi in london Ooh, yeah which is not a good way to go um now edward and sarah had one daughter it was helen melville smith she eventually married. She gave birth to twins, Simon and Priscilla. Simon was a pilot for the Royal Air Force. He was killed in World War II. Mm-hmm. And Priscilla died from polio three years later. Mm. Neither of them had any children. And then Helen died in 1973, which all means there is no direct bloodline from Captain Edward Smith. Mm. Which I guess is not uncommon, but I find it interesting. Yeah, There are, there are no direct relatives of... Uh, of uh, Captain Smith around. Hmm. And the fuckers even destroyed his house. <laughs> <laughs> We're the most haunted ass house. I'm sorry. <laughs> the most surprising part of this whole story mm. was that you have the captain who went down with the Titanic mm. and you don't preserve his house. In 1941, it was taken down as part of a, quote, urban renewal program. <laughs> 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 so his house is no longer standing. His, mm. the, his birth house is... Mm-hmm. Obviously, because um, it's for sale right now, and you can go have that if you want. But uh, but yeah, and that is that's a story of of Edward John Smith, captain of the Titanic, who uh, is still with us some in some ways today. Trapped in a little mirror. <laughs> that's the worst place to be. God, 
What do you do when you're not showing your like, the other 364 days? Where are you? You play cards. I imagine you know with whom? Just with with yourself, or maybe with the uh, maybe other famous failed sea captains. Like where the, do you go though? Do you go to like sea captain <laughs> meetups? You know, yeah, post death Disney. Yeah, yeah. Like the the, yeah. the guy that uh the, the guy that killed the boatswain and and steered the steered the boat into the uh, into the <laughs> sand. Yeah, he's he's there. He's I, there for I sure. I bet they are best fucking friends. I really. And he would yeah. fucking kill for a yeah. once a year mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here every fifty years. You're complaining about once a year in a mirror. Hey, give me that bowling pin thing. Um, but he's also probably down at the Titanic. There are supposedly some ghost things happening at the ship, which we might uh, more every day. The wreckage, which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's going to cost you two hundred fifty thousand dollars to find out. Um, but hey, if you like this show, then you <laughs> you should go and rate and review and subscribe. And listen, if you want to do a listening party with your friends, uh, we have some very exclusive ghosties. No one else has heard them. You could be the first. And at this point, I got to say. To be blunt, the only <laughs> no one's taking us up on this offer, which is hurtful. But uh, have some friends over, listen to our podcast. We'll send you a, 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 an episode you've never heard before that no one else will ever hear. I don't even remember it. No, and we might record even new ones, and he won't remember those either. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for listening, Patrick. Any thoughts about Titanic? How'd you feel this episode went? I feel like I'm learning a lot about this Titanic thing. I really do. Um, yeah, at some point I should probably. Um, find a uh, uh a documentary about it so i can learn even more about it <laughs> definitely like why would you want to go i yeah. i know a way to get you a first-hand experience with the ship if you're interested in learning more about that opportunity uh i don't know if that is still being offered <laughs> <laughs> and on that note we'll see you next week on is this a ghost